All right, everybody, don't drop that fast forward button. The sponsorship roll call is about to begin. Energy Consulting Limited provides complete project management and general contracting services to a variety of private sector clients on both commercial and residential construction projects. They act as the owner's representatives through the planning, design, budgeting, scheduling, construction, and occupancy processes. Clients appreciate their open, honest, and flexible approach to achieving their project goals. Although they're located in Surrey, BC, Energy works on projects all over the province, including the growing cities of the north and the beautiful coastal towns of Vancouver Island. They're always excited to explore new places and develop relationships with professionals wherever their clients' interests may be. Abacus North is a firm that specializes in mortgage banking solutions for complex projects. In addition to providing financing solutions in a traditional mortgage broker capacity, Abacus North provides direct loans that range from $2 million to $25 million. On a syndicated basis, they provide mortgage banking solutions up to $300 million. In most cases, their in-house capital solutions can bridge financing gaps that traditional lenders are unable to service. They specialize in providing land acquisition loans, construction financing for large-scale developments, income-producing properties, and single-purpose facilities. With a portfolio that includes high-rise, mid-rise, and low-rise condominiums, townhouse developments, shopping centers, agricultural properties, industrial developments, and medical marijuana facilities, Abacus North is at the forefront of creative mortgage banking solutions with a focus on fostering long-term relationships. They are a multifaceted organization that services domestic and international clients with their mortgage banking needs. Complex financing solutions require analytical thinking well beyond a typical mortgage broker relationship. As a result, they focus on providing engineered solutions for their client. Their key differentiation strategy is that they assist clients in actively managing the capital stack in order to minimize borrowing costs while maximizing flexibility. Abacus North focuses on national and global opportunities. Ascentia CPA has a team of new-gen chartered professional accountants that are dedicated to advancing companies using expertise combined with emerging technologies. The team at Ascentia will implement the latest accounting technologies, allowing you to not only run a business, but to run a smart business that will excel in your industry. Their focus is to provide growth-centric, value-added, and timely accounting services for businesses, as well as individuals across Canada. Unlike standard accounting firms, by embracing cloud-based software, the team at Ascentia will provide you with real-time accounting information on a secure platform that is accessible anywhere at any time, allowing you to make better informed decisions and gain more controlled overview of your financial data. The reliability and expertise you will experience with the professionals at Ascentia will assist you in the preparation of corporate and personal tax returns, financial statements, bookkeeping, government filings, tax and estate planning, as well as business advisory services. For more information on the advantages of online accounting and to book a complimentary meeting online, be sure to visit ascentiacpa.ca. We are I. everybody we're sitting down with Todd Howard again and um, this is going to all be around the herbal program that Pacific Rim College is going to introduce 
um, in the coming months. And as we know, when it comes down to offering a revolutionary new product, you know, Todd is going to be the guy that's going to implement these programs, especially when it comes to, you know, Eastern medicine, Eastern modalities, you know, and just breaking the mold that was traditionally out there. And this herbal program is going to absolutely be that. Uh, so Todd, why don't you fill us in a little bit on what this herbal program is going to be all about? Thanks so much, Blake. It's great to be back on the show. Yeah, so Pacific Rim College Online is launching two new online herbal medicine programs. Now, these are actually Western herbal medicine programs, which varies a bit from traditional Chinese herbal and Ayurvedic herbal traditions. Western herbs typically are more from European and North American traditions. Uh, so these two courses are coming out in February and March. And the first one is going to be what is called our Home Herbalist Program, which includes about 40 hours of professionally filmed and edited video. Uh, really great video to watch and learn from with nine incredible instructors from Europe and North America. And they're each teaching in their areas of expertise. And the second program that will be launched about three or four weeks later is the Community Herbalist Certificate, which basically builds on the Home Herbalist program uh, approximately twice the length and adding a lot more in-depth study in some, some areas that weren't covered in the Home Herbalist. Now, to be clear, both of these programs are designed for the individual who wants to hone their skills on herbal medicine and to use them potentially to treat themselves and friends and family. These are not programs for someone who wants to be a full-time herbal medicine practitioner. Uh, however, these programs do transfer into our campus, Pacific Rim College campus diploma of phytotherapy program, which is arguably the world's most comprehensive program of Western herbal medicine, or at least North America's most comprehensive. So that three-year program includes over 500 hours of clinical training. And that is what we like to see our students participate in if they are setting out to become professional practitioners. The clinical training component is essential. But these two online programs allow people from all over the world to really get a great understanding of herbs and herbal medicine and start to use those in their local communities. Uh, and it's, uh, these, we're really excited for these programs. We've created something here that we think is unmatched. The content is so beautifully filmed, uh, studio filmed and on a herb farm. And the instructors have done such an incredible job. So in these programs, students can expect to learn uh, basically monographs of over 50 herbs. Monographs are complete breakdowns of individual herbs, their constituents, the, the related species, their medicinal actions, where they're grown, how to harvest them, etc. So a monograph is a really comprehensive picture at a herb and how it can be used in herbal medicine. So over 50 herbs are covered in these programs and the instructors take students on incredible journeys in actually using these herbs, which is really great from medicine making to herb walks and plant identification. Uh, there are herbal products that they'll be making as far as body products and gifts 
There is what a component that we call the medicinal kitchen where they're using these herbs in the kitchen. And then a lot of history into the herbs and how they have been used across many cultures for millennia, literally. Uh, wilderness medicinals, there's aromatic medicine, there's an incredible section on medicinal mushrooms. And anyone who's interested in medicinal mushrooms, uh, Pacific Rim College just launched a new podcast episode on Pacific Rim College Radio, which I host. And one of our instructors in this program, Robert Rogers, is on our most recent episode on medicinal mushrooms. So check that out. It's a, a great episode and a great introduction to mushrooms. Uh, so many other components, backyard gardening, seed saving, plant identification and botany, even herbal first aid. And then there's also some business development practices for anyone who does want to start a small business using the herbs. So the programs are incredibly diverse and comprehensive. And really, we are tremendously excited to get this material out now to uh, such a large audience. You know, and it even seems like, you know, like in my mind, when I think of like the perfect world when it comes to, you know, like what are our children should know and like what we should know growing up through our life, like, like a program like this that's kind of scaling things way back from like what you would, what you would embark on if you wanted to do this professionally, just kind of more of like a general knowledge, like you said, that you can, you can know and you can pass on to your friends and your family, and your children. Like this is something that I see in like a more simpler version of this should be something that our kids should be learning like when they're in school so they can go out and have a better connection with the planet like with earth can understand it can identify like all these different species instead of just seeing green things that aren't mm -hmm. cement you know like just kind of building that stronger connection with them and you know the more ways that we can develop that connection ourselves as adults then you know we can pass that like you said on to like our children and other people in our community as well yeah, it's so important. And fortunately for myself here on where I live at Ravenhill Herb Farm, we actually lead school tours. So kids everywhere from preschool age up through high school, they come and we regularly give tours so they can see the herbs growing. They can taste them, smell them, feel them, touch them. And the level of appreciation for that sort of interaction is very high and uh, so much enthusiasm from the students when they actually get that hands-on experience. So I, I agree with you. This could be something for really all ages. Yeah. So, and when you talk about Western herbs, like, like what's the classification of Western herbs? Are, are we talking like West is in like Western Canada, Pacific Northwest, Canada, the United States? Like, well, what is the actual definition of Western herbs? Mostly Western herbs would be the traditions, a lot of the most commonly known traditions began in Europe with a lot of Greek medicine and, and medicines of the Mediterranean and then also uh, throughout Europe, really. And then as people started to, as the Europeans started to come to America and North and South America, they brought some of those traditions and even some of those plants with them. And then they were already deeply embedded in existing practices and traditions of the indigenous cultures throughout North America and also throughout uh, the European countries. So it's primarily looking at Europe and North America. Uh, there's a lot of overlap in the Materia Medica. The Materia Medica is basically the comprehensive pharmacopoeia of herbs 
in any given lineage. So there's the Western Materia Medica, which is largely covered in this program or these programs. There's also the Ayurvedic uh, Materia Medica, which are more herbs and herbal medicine practices that are used in Indian and Sri Lankan traditions. And then a very commonly known one is of traditional Chinese medicine and the Chinese herbal practice. Now, I do want to make it clear that I am not a Western trained herbalist. My training is actually in traditional Chinese medicine with herbs and acupuncture, but there's, there is uh, so much overlap in many of the herbs, but I'm, not, I'm also not teaching in this program. So I'm just here to help support and, and promote it. We have nine amazing instructors who are teaching this program, some of whom have actually written textbooks that are uh, being used in, in colleges around the world for teaching. Is, do you guys have like a, a specific person who's kind of like the dean of this specific program or the specific mod modality, um, somebody kind of pioneering that ship or is that is that you who's pioneering the ship in the program? Um, so obviously with like nine instructors, there needs to be some some leadership there. Where does that come from? Yeah, that comes from our dean of our school of Western Herbal Medicine at Pacific Rim College, James Christian. He's uh, He was the founder of our school of Western Herbal Medicine in 2008, I believe. So he's got a lot of experience in this and he's been running our programs for over a decade. So he's brought together this amazing faculty and we've done a lot of uh, communication with the entire faculty to come up with a curriculum for this. A lot of this curriculum is based off of our community herbalist program that we run on campus in Victoria. That is a four month program that we've been running for over 10 years. Uh, it's a very well received program and the demand has been so strong that people have wanted to take part in this program who just simply couldn't relocate to Victoria. So that was one of the motivations for getting this program into an online format, uh, which was not an easy thing to do. It's been over a year in production and uh, it's been a, a very large task, but we are really thrilled with it. Any students who do partake in this get lifetime access to all the material. And then there's also ongoing support from actual herbalists. So there'll be some components where they're actually in communication with herbalists and then ongoing support uh, throughout the program. So there's a, a lot of interaction that is involved in this program or in, in both of these programs, I should say. Now, do you guys like require any specific um, like previous training, you know, any kind of like, you know, Eastern modalities or Western modalities when it comes to, you know, herbal based programs or, you know, do you need, you know, like certifications in like, you know, like acupuncture or, you know, just anything like that? Or can anybody off the street just walk in and take this program? This is for anyone, Blake. So no one needs any sort of prerequisites for this. These are both all inclusive programs that are designed to take anyone into basically the introductions of herbal medicine and then help to, to bring them along into a more deeper understanding of herbs. So no previous experience is necessary at all. Is there like, you know, kind of like um, a quote unquote typical person that would embark on this or like, would you say that the, the program and, I, and I'm sure it is because you guys always lay out such amazing, you know, a product when you do roll something out, um, you know, is it like, could your, first time gardener right down to like your enthusiastic gardener because I know that people even though they know there might not be any like prerequisites they're just like well I'm not really that type of person or I might not have enough base going into this like you know would you say the program is rolled out well enough that like 
you know, a person who's never even gardened before, but they kind of just have like this little inkling or somebody who's never really gone out in nature before, but they just have this nagging, you know, kind of voice on their shoulder saying like, this is something I want to do. You know, would they fit into this mold too, being able to walk into this program, be able to take it successfully? Yeah, they would. And let's face it, none of us would really be here without the plant kingdom. So it's all around us, even when we live in cities. And it's so important for people to gain a better understanding and appreciation for this. And in the program, we also teach about growing some of these herbs in containers in your own house if you are in an urban environment. Uh, if you have a small garden, there's there's components on, on how to grow these in gardens. And then if you live in places like we do where there's a lot of nature and wilderness, people will be able to go out and actually uh, wild harvest some of these herbs from their local surroundings. So really all walks of life can benefit from from these programs. Yeah. And I know you said that, and I appreciate that you're not specifically trained in, you know, like Western, like, you know, herbal modality, but um, is there anything that you can identify local, you know, to our geographic region that we take for granted that is just shockingly beneficial that we walk past like all the time? Yeah. Well, I live, as I said, I have the, the benefit of living on a herb farm on Vancouver Island. But we have so many weeds here that we use as food, and I, I should say quote-unquote weeds, that we use as food and medicine. Plantain, for example, and this isn't the banana type of plantain. Uh, this is Plantago major or Plantago minor. It's, it's basically a grass that grows everywhere, and it's a rib, gr- ribbed grass with broad-ish leaves. Very easy to identify once you know what you're looking for, and it's incredible for wounds such as bee stings and so on the farm here I can't tell you how many times we have bee and wasp stings and you find a piece of the plantain chew it up in the mouth to get it mixed in with the saliva and then you just put that little poultice of of sorts on the actual bee sting and tape it down and it is incredible how much it helps to draw the toxins out and and stop the or help to minimize the the process of that sting uh, so I use that all the time, and we also eat it. I make pestos from it and all sorts of things. Dandelion, another great example. People can be eating dandelion leaves, flowers in their salads, and then we also make medicines from the tincture, and all of it is extremely beneficial for the liver and detoxification. Um, the list goes on and on. We have... Um, trying to differentiate between what we have growing here versus what people might find in nature. The mushrooms, I know, of course, mushrooms, people have to be very careful about going out and and harvesting mushrooms, but there is curriculum in this program that will help people to identify some very safe mushrooms and how to use those. So many things are, are right here at our disposal and either can be used as food or medicine. And of course it's, food is medicine in, in some sense so well and uh, i think like specifically i talk about like mushrooms like think how many people have walked past some turkey tail whether that's you know in a forest or an urban you know park setting you know and you kind of see it growing on like the side of a tree you know yeah. but you would never think of like eating it or mixing it or like using it as like a medicine at all because it's just like this big hard thing that's like stuck on the side of a tree you know, but like yeah. how incredibly or the amount of medicinal benefits there's to things like that, that we just yeah. walk past and take for granted regularly. I'm just looking at a list of some of the herbs that are covered in this program that people would probably be familiar with. Uh, there's calendula, which is an incredible healer for skin conditions. 
There's cleavers, which most people just find to be a weed that we're using in medicine. Comfrey, which is amazing for tending to uh, trauma to bones. Dandelion, as I said, elder. Hawthorn, which is great for for the cardiovascular system. Uh, the list goes on and on with things that people might find. Lemon balm, mint, thistles, um, stinging nettle I use all the time. It's really, there's so much in in the backyard or in the nearby. Uh, well, and that's you know. actually like a great that you happen to mention that one because what's the typical narrative that we're all taught when it comes to stinging nettles? Like never touch it, always get away, identify it, be scared of it. And you're never really taught that there's any kind of value to it at all. You know, so like, you know, our biggest misconception lies right in there with our education, right? Yeah. And it's, it's incredible stinging nettle. It's a, it's got a long tradition in many cultures. There's actually stinging nettle eating competitions in England, which I find to be quite humorous, seeing how much raw stinging nettle people can eat in a certain amount of time. But I harvest it so much that I don't, I don't even use gloves anymore. I can actually pick up the leaves. There's a certain way to do it uh, where they won't sting you. And I make pestos. Sometimes I'll bake it so it's a little bit crispy to use as kind of a garnish on top of dishes. Um, make teas from it for the urinary system. So many incredible uses for stinging nettle. So I think that's a, you know, like a great point, though, just where it's, the, it's not even like most of these herbs have like a specific use. You, like every time you've walked through and there's been multiple uses and multiple applications for one product, you know, like we're typically not used to that either. It's like, well, if I have a headache, it's this, a skin condition, this, if, you know, like, but like with this, it just seems like so broad spectrum where like, yeah. you know, you're going to consume one product and get so much benefit, you know, from consuming it. Well, it's an important thing to bring up too, because we are so used to not, in our culture of learning of specific constituents that are within plants. And those are typically chemical components that the pharmaceutical industry has analyzed as being effective at doing one particular thing. And then that component is typically extracted from the plant. The pharmaceutical industry finds a way to synthesize it chemically. And then what you end up with is some sort of medicine or drug that is not actually anything to do with the original plant at all. It's a chemical derivative or it's a synthetic derivative of a chemical constituent of the original plant. The, there's many problems to doing that, but one of them is what is what ultimately is the loss of the symbiosis or the synergistic benefit of all the components that are within each plant. Because plants have dozens, if not hundreds of constituents, and all of those constituents are extremely important at, uh, at what the plant does and how it can be used medicinally and as nutrition. So it's very important that we don't just analyze those individual components and try to extract them from plants and expect that to be the only job of that plant. There's so many more things that they can do. You know, I think like a really simplified version of that is it's like consuming an apple versus drinking like apple juice. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it just like there's just clearly not the same benefit you know, from one to the other, but the face value of it appears to be the same. Um, how do people go about signing up for this, this program? Like, what are some of the easiest avenues? Like, do they have to call, email, you know, where is it on the website? Like, how do we navigate people to that? 
Great question. Well, again, this isn't, these are online programs. So everything is online at pacificrimcollege.online. And when you head to the actual website, you'll see a purple banner that is introducing these two programs. And when you click on that banner, it takes you to a sign-up page. Now, the sign-up page is, it's an overview of the programs, and then it is also our launch sale. And we will only have one sale on these programs, and that is going to be at launch. And we're offering 40% off of both programs for a very limited period of time after launch. So anyone who wants to be notified when these programs actually launch can sign up with their email address on this particular webpage, and then they will get notified once we launch. So uh, again, that's at pacificroomcollege.online. They'll be able to see the, the lavender color banner to sign up for those programs. Perfect. Well, thank you very much, Todd. I really appreciate you taking this time out to explain the durable program that you guys are offering, and I'm sure it's going to be nothing but amazing for everybody who participates because, again, you guys just come out with industry-leading programs, and this is definitely going to be one of them as well. Greatly appreciate the opportunity, Blake. Thanks so much.